0: Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast Episode 95. Today, what to do when your builder goes bankrupt? Well, we thought this was a very topical topic for the week as there seems to be a lot of noise in the media and things happening out there that this, um, we know, will be quite useful and you could be impacted by this if you don't pay close attention. So a handy one today, what to do if your builder goes bankrupt, Episode 95, let's jump on in. Hey, welcome to episode 95 What to Do When Your Builder Goes Bankrupt Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxton and Bob Anderson. And uh, welcome to episode 95, Bob.
1: Thanks, Hilary. Great to be here.
0: Great to be here. Before we kick off, giving away this book to Nikki Burke. Nikki, the fine winner. You have a fab popul- holiday because I know you're off on holiday. And if I get it to you on time, you'll be able to read it or take it with you on the big OE. So this is in the post to you, Nikki. Congrats for joining our community as well. Oh, right. So before we kick off, I just have to say, we're in the new office, finally.
1: Well, mostly in the new office.
0: Yeah, mostly, <laughs> a little
1: yes. bit of fine tuning to
0: happen. There is a lot of fine tuning. That's an understatement book. I
1: did say a little, but I mean a lot.
0: Yeah. So apologies for no podcast last week. We had uh, technical issues as in we were in media. <laughs> and this week, it's been a bit, bit touchy. Even our morning's been touchy.
1: Mm, yeah, really busy. Well, this Trying morning we, we got
0: trapped in an elevator this morning. Well, that didn't help. At, no. At 5.30am. 5.30 5:30 in the morning. Stuck between
1: the second and the third floor.
0: Oh. So I had to ring up the man from Otis. And I said to him, well, we were, we were just yarning as you do. And I said, how, how many of these calls do you get? Is this a busy job? And he said, you're my fourth in the last hour.
1: Yeah. What Otis do have a lot of lifts. Maybe he's a national troubleshooter, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah he did say. He, he which has, which has it probably
1: isn't it. a lot. There's probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Otis elevators. Anyway, we could do a podcast on elevators by the sound of it.
0: Yeah, right. Well, maybe. Anyway, so that sort of kicked our day off well. But here's something we are hoping that you don't have to deal with, so we don't want this to kick your day off at, at any time, what to do when your builder goes bankrupt? And that's if you find yourself mm. in a situation where your builder's gone bankrupt, and we know it can be stressful and challenging. As for, kind of, probably
1: for both parties. Yeah, hell yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we say bankrupt, but before you go bankrupt, it might well go into liquidation. Mm. So Bankruptcy could be the end result down the track. Uh, hopefully not, but it can happen. But
0: yeah, and right now there's a lot in the media. Like we're oh, hearing yeah. of a lot of builders, even big, some
1: big builders. Like it's, yes. it's not restricted to small builders. Mm. We've in the last 12, 18 months, two years, I guess, we've seen some big companies like Pro Build and they go down, you know, and others. And also, I suppose you could say all the way down to little one man builders who just operate out of a home office, out of the ute, mm. you know, and and anything in between. Size it doesn't really have. Uh, a lot to do with it no well it can there there's a, a building company that that i'm aware of well plantation homes that are owned by a parent company in asia that's i think capitalized at seven billion so in that case they probably would never let them go down no uh but you know others uh yeah it, it's happening the funny thing is as you well know it's it's different from a lot of businesses you know a lot of businesses get into trouble financially and perhaps even end up In liquidation or bankruptcy when when the economy's bad and things aren't going well and they can't they can't sell their products or whatever Mm. it is in the building trade more builders go broke in the good times not the bad times so that's that's a little bit strange and people say how could you go broke in the good times well we'll talk about that
0: Mm.
1: yeah it's when when builders are really busy and prices are escalating for both materials and labour. That's a
0: dangerous time for a builder. That, and that is what's happening at the moment. Yeah. Especially people have got contracts and they've quoted for work and then there's been that slow, that gap in between and, and mm. that's why it's just not working.
1: Yeah, some some builders um, do, do quote low, operate on small margins and if you're operating on small margins, you have to operate on volume. Mm. But the problem is operating on volume on small margins. If the margins swing, you've got a high volume of delinquent Contracts mm. and uh, I had a yeah.
0: phone call this week just this week from somebody saying, what do I do? Our builders gone. No and Missing not, in action. Or- yeah, <laughs> no, well, and it's no one that we work with That's actually my it was my hairdresser's auntie who I didn't know but they didn't know who to go to and yeah. they said What do you do? So we sort of mm. gave them some advice on what the steps were. Ironically, they s- roughly saw it coming and her and I had a conversation six weeks ago and I did say you should contact this guy here now, and they didn't. I bet they're kicking themselves, because they probably could have mitigated some of the risk.
1: Yeah, I mean, the earlier the better, but at the end of the day, you can't control what the builder does. No, gosh, no. So if they're sort of sliding out the back door, uh, you might go with them.
0: Well, there's quite a bit there, and they were saying, even, that people are going in and Mm. ripping everything out of their own property. That's a
1: house, I gather. Yeah. It's not like a multi-unit project that we might might do. No. And... Now, there's some big building companies that just do houses, mm. as we know, and some have gone. And uh, there will be some more. There will be. But it doesn't mean that you don't do anything. I've had, I've had two builders go broke on me in, in my pretty much four decades of experience, somewhere north of 1.3 billion. So mm. I guess you could say if I've done that volume of work and only had two builders go broke, it's probably not too bad. Yeah. But it's never a good experience. And, you know, we could talk about, you know, what do you do? I guess that's the name of the podcast. What do you do when your builder, well, either goes bankrupt or at least goes into liquidation first?
0: Step one, I'd go straight to the contract. How about you?
1: Yeah, you've got to go to the building contract because that's where all the legalities lie. And uh, it might well be a... In many cases, the building contract is one of the industry standards, master builders or HIA generally, but it could be one of the Australian standards guess you know, 3,000, 4,000, whatever it is, but you've got to go to the contract and, and go to, well, go to a lawyer because at the end of the day, you want a, a lawyer who's a contract expert and just see what what remedies there might be because I, I the, the last time, it sounds like I do it regularly, the last time I had a bill to go broke, which was probably about oh, 2015, 2014, something like that, I, I had an inkling, and I, my, well, my inkling, if you like, came from the quantity surveyor. So it was a commercial contract. Every month, the quantity surveyor comes out and does I'm a report. I'm just going
0: to tilt your mic, Bob. There you go. Oh, thanks. There you go. That there looks better. There
1: we go. May you can hear me better. Yeah. So every every month, because it's oh, a I, for those that commercial aren't watching contract, us on
0: YouTube, I'm just I'm just sorting out the microphone in front of Bob's mouth. You might be able to hear him a bit better. Yeah. Sorry, Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, the, back to the
1: story. So, so yeah. So being a commercial contract. Uh, as the financier requires, which in this case was Westpac, the quantity surveyor comes out every month and does a report. And the quantity surveyor said to us when he was out there having a look, he said, Look, I, uh, I don't know if you've heard anything, but we're, we're doing a couple of jobs as a quantity surveyor with, with the same builder you've got. And we're hearing things, we're hearing things from some con- subcontractors. And that's what often happens.
0: Hearing things as in they're not being paid yeah. or things are So what coaching. often happens with tra-
1: yeah. with tradies who aren't being paid by a builder, they normally try and contact, if they can find out who it is, and it's not hard, who the financier is right. or who the quantity surveyor is. And then they go there and they start to, like... Well, I, shake the cage? Shake the cage. I mean, they, they, they it's not just a whinge. It's saying, you know, we're not getting paid, what's going on? Ha- is, ha- is the developer actually getting funds from the financier? Because what... What they're worried about is the developers getting funds and not passing them on to the subcontractors. What
0: would they be doing with those funds, Bob, if they weren't passing them on and they were in a bad situation? Well, there's a lot of
1: legislation around that now. It's not as easy as it was in the old days to sort of grab the funds and not pay the subbies. Uh, different states have different regulations where that's not impossible, but it's regulated a lot more to protect the, the tradies, but not, you know, ultimately they can still go. So we got wind of it that something was happening, and it didn't take long before something happened. We were about what a,
0: was that? Yeah, between the wind and the certainty. Oh, 30.
1: four to six weeks. We okay. we contacted the builder. Uh, they told the usual story. No, it's okay. We're a bit tight on cash flow. So that's,
0: so that's a there you go, and that's probably a point to remember to hear. Bob did contact the builder, and they said, "No, we're all good. Um, don't worry about anything." They, they admitted they it
1: was tight, which because they, they must have realised I knew something. Mm. and But it's, it's never a good thing. And another indication uh, is when a builder, let's say they're getting paid monthly, which mm. on a commercial contract they would, if they start to ask for fortnightly payments, that's a big red flag because it means they're suffering badly for cash flow.
0: So, Bob, and- but you know when... You asked, and they said that was fine, and then six weeks later you found out that it wasn't fine. Did you ask again in between, or would you recommend, or did you wish you had?
1: No, I wouldn't have changed anything. No. I mean, you're just going to get the story they want you to hear at the end of the day.
0: Oh, they sound like males.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was it male builder, as it turned (laughs) out, coincidentally? Uh, Yeah, so, so in that particular case, we had to move fairly quickly. Yeah to do something to, and she say, I mean, we already, when you say go to the contract, I mean, it's a contract we've used a hundred times. We understand the contract. We have special conditions in the contract, but there's nothing you can do if a builder goes in your special conditions as such, because if they, if they run out of cash, they run out of cash. But in that case, uh, we did go to the contract. We did have, we were holding money on the builder, as you often do in a commercial contract, not so much like for a house, like a small residential contract, but, we were holding a retention. Mm-hmm. So in a commercial billing contract, you hold five, sometimes even 10% back on the builder on every payment, and then they sort of get it at the end to keep it simple. So we immediately uh, closed that. They Their liquidator pretty quickly tried to get the retention because the retention was, um, if you like, money that we'd held, they were about a third of the way through the project, so we'd paid them for about a third, but we were holding back 5% of that third as a retention under the contract, perfectly allowed to do that. So their liquidator tried to get that and we, we just sort of smashed their liquidator and said, no, basically... Well, he,
0: he just asked for it. He said, I'd like the money released. Well, they the asked for it case or...
1: stupid enough to hand it over. They said, oh, it's, a, it's the builder's money. It's money you've held from the builder.
0: Uh, this tip number two here, what Bob did, even though somebody came with some sort oh, it of... Oh, or...
1: it was the lawyer representing the liquidator. Yeah. Uh, but we have our own lawyers.
0: And they just said, no. We, we
1: just said, well, no, look, um, we're going to suffer damages over this. And so we're sitting on that. And if we ever come out of it, and our damages are less than that, then we'll consider paying you. But otherwise, go jump. We never heard from them again because they knew they, they couldn't get hold of it. Good tip, Bob. So, yeah, and because the other one of the other things you've got to do is lock down. So extricate yourself from that contract. You can't run out and sign another contract. You can't have two contracts concurrently on the same job. But you want to get another builder installed with it. There's a process in doing that and in mm. time. And, and so you need to secure the site. So there would be a, a fence, obviously, around the site by law. Uh, but I mean, you want to change locks and everything because what what'll happen, and it can happen quite quickly. tradies that are owed own money,
0: they'll go and take. They'll the go start. straight
1: in there and what, uh, grab oh, wood, grab whatever they can.
0: <laughs> That's what my hairdresser was saying was happening yeah. down where.
1: Yeah, and we actually let the tradies in.
0: Yeah,
1: like say the plumber. The plumber drain has not been paid, but he might have twenty thousand dollars worth of plumbing, drainage pipes, and connections, and valves, and everything on site. It's no good to us. No. And so he said, okay, you can have that. You're not taking anything else other than the plumbing and draining stuff. You're not taking mm. the electricians, cabling and everything else. Mm. And so in, in an orderly way, we just sort of left the gate open.
0: Let them take their stock that they were yeah,
1: sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, like, I can't tell you what the legal position is, but I felt sorry for those guys. Mm. And as long as they only recovered their own equipment, I didn't care.
0: So what was... What was interesting, Bob, when we talked about go to the contract and then you said go to your lawyer, and those are the two things that almost go hand in hand. Yeah, so I mean, we
1: know our contracts because we've done hundreds of them. But
0: and we know your lawyer. And we know your lawyer. <laughs> yeah, because, because he's been your lawyer for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of them. And he's a contract got about lawyer. about five lawyers. But yeah, but yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah
1: that one. Um, and, and, and you've got to legally uh, yeah. res- get that contract rescinded so that you're at least in a position to enter into a new one, lock the site down. Let let your financier know. Now that's that, that that's not a joyful sort of conversation.
0: How do you have that? Co- what, what what's on their, the phone first up? <laughs> what's their beef with that, Bob? How do they respond well, to it?
1: Well, look, no financier wants a builder to go broke. No, because it just complicates matters. No developer wants a builder to go broke, and and no builders, I assume, want to go broke. So, but it happens, and so with the financier, uh, for instance, the. I've had it happen twice. Once was with a bank, which was Westpac, and the other time was with a non-bank. And uh, I went to the non-bank because it was quite a complex structure. It was um, basically what we call a stock-back deal, and there was also investors' funds from a capital raising, so it was a bit complex. Banks can't deal with that stuff, so I financed it through a non-bank.
0: They can't get their head head around that sort of information.
1: They're they're castrated by their own rules, you Mm. know. It's got to be pretty simple. So the first thing I did is obviously contacted my lawyer. I was aware of the contract. We secured the site. Uh, we we put security on the site. Oh,
0: okay, to, to stop move. break
1: breakage, breakages Great break-ins. Great in
0: this podcast, Bob. Yep.
1: Uh, then then I phoned the my financier, the non bank in, in in one case, mm. and said, "Look, we've got a problem with the builder. Looks like he's going out the back door. We do have a plan. We want to come down and talk to you." Uh, they happen to be about an hour from where we were, so we made a time. And, and the
0: they day. like that, Bob. They like the fact that you say, oh, yeah. "I do have a plan, and I need to come and talk to you." You
1: can't them. put your head in the ground, that, in the sand, you know. You can't the put your head in the sand about it. Financiers—that it, would not be the first builder who's ever gone broke for that financier. Yeah. You know, because they they finance a lot of developments, they've probably had two, four, six, eight, ten builders go broke. I've got no idea. So it's not. But what they do want is for you to stand up and take responsibility, come up with a plan, execute the plan. Mm. And so went and saw the financier the next day. And I said, look...
0: What was look, your plan, Bob?
1: Looks like he's gone into liquidation. I said, so we've secured the site. I've got um, security patrolling, examined the contract, got my lawyer involved. We're in the process of cancelling the contract so we can enter into a new contract uh, and, and gave some timeframes around that. How long does that generally take? Oh, look, it can take 10 to 12 weeks easy. Okay. we can talk about getting another builder in. But part of the plan was to do that. I said, I've already phoned the quantity surveyor uh, because I knew what has to be done. Mm. And I said, the quantity surveyor is coming in on Friday. They're going to do a cost to complete. In other words, they'll work out exactly how many dollars are left to complete the project. That's not necessarily the dollars that remain unpaid on the contract. Mm. It's, it's a slightly different thing that the financier needs to know. And and so I, I had a plan and I stuck timeframes around it. And the financier said, oh, absolutely brilliant. Thanks for letting me know immediately. He said, not everybody does. And we don't like finding out secondhand. We don't like finding out two weeks later. Some people try and you know fix things up in a hurry mm. and then go and tell the financier, it's not what you do. And that financier, I've used since then, and, yeah. and, and that relationship was actually made even more solid.
0: Yeah, but by you the way being we deal straight with up about it.
1: That's, that, that's a sign of any person. It's you know we can all behave nicely and easily and well when things are easy. It's when things are tough in life as well, not mm. just building. It's how you deal with the tough stuff, and and that that was the tough stuff. And I like the way we dealt with it, mm. dealt with it. I should say. I yeah, said so dealt with it? Dealt with it. <laughs> where's, your, where's your
0: England coming from, Bob? Yeah, <laughs>
1: and so that's what we did, and and it was very important that we stuck to those time frames and it was very important that we kept up a regular reporting and, and that was that was fine.
0: Was there insurance that, that, would be, that would come into not, play? Not on a
1: project like that. Look, no? Every state has its own builder's insurance, if you <laughs> like, just want to call it a better name, for when a builder goes broke. Mm. But they generally relate to very small projects, uh, some up to three things, but some up to a certain uh, dollar value of contract. It's different in every state because contract law is a state by state thing. Some of them are, are have also capped how much they'll pay, mm-hmm. uh, and and so unless it's like something like a like small like a house or a duplex, then you probably not, there's not much you can do, and, and and there's probably a limited on the amount of money. And generally, those organisations they love taking premiums off builders but they're pretty much a dog without teeth.
0: I love that saying. Hey, you brought up something before, and I didn't unpack it. You mentioned the the cost of complete being different to uh, what's left on the project. I kind of get what you mean there, but I think you need to elaborate on that for people well, listening. Uh, fi-
1: financiers, when they lend on a, on a commercial loan on construction, work on what they call a cost-to-complete basis. So you've got the, the contract price, and that might be chopped up I mean, ultimately, they get paid monthly. So by the time they finish, they've been paid everything. And the quantity surveyor, every time they do a report, they, they work out, okay, we've paid them this much, there's that much left. And, and it's, it can be a little bit different. And sometimes there could be other things that go into it, like variations. On the second job, we found out something. Mm. On the cost to complete, this is the one that was financed through West. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> through uh, through oh, well, no, actually, no, It's not the one that was financed through Westpac. It's the one that was financed through the non-bank. When the quantity surveyor went out there, and and this was a mistake the quantity surveyor made, and it was brought to light that it was a it was a large pro- project. It was twenty-one townhouses, and 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 they're done in blocks of townhouses, sort of blocks of five or thereabouts. The quantity surveyor had paid for the footings
0: for all of them for well for this for one. this
1: block and there's a lot of loose dirt and gravel and and the builder had said oh we've had to move this dirt back over the footings and when we later when we'd installed the new builder and moved the door dirt there was no footings under it
0: so yet, the quantities of they didn't share that the work well of he didn't up. take his
1: shovel with him and move you know Hundred cubic metres of soil, but lazy men. But I mean, <laughs> you, if you can't see it, don't pay it. I suppose. Mm. Um, good. Point. That's just one of those funny things that happened.
0: So many good but, points. But in the specific. other one,
1: I might just mention. The other one was through Westpac, and I did the same thing. Mm. So we go straight away, tell them, "You know, problem here's our here's our plan." Ironically, the builder that went broke on that job, one of his one of his references was the head of property at Westpac, who I, oh, I also know quite well, and he was a he was a reference. And so Westpac had said, oh, I'm glad you're using that builder. He's a client of ours. We've, you know, supported them for oh, years. Oh, no. And I said, oh, well, that's good to hear. Thanks very much. And so when I rang them, I said, your client, the one you recommended, has just gone broke and he's created a problem for you. It's a problem for us, too. But <laughs> yeah. I wanted to put it back on him. And they said, oh, God, okay.
0: Bit of, bit of the blame game going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but, but what? How
0: did they respond when you said that?
1: Oh, look, it's not the first builder that's gone broke on a Westpac loan. Don't worry. So, uh, so they were okay because they had a plan. Yes, I, mean, I am experienced as well, so they you know I've been around a while, know my way around, and thirty-eight and, and
0: years later. Oh, that would have been thirty oh, okay, years
1: 30, later, 30, thirty-two years later, and whatever it was. But uh, but I did have a plan, and I approached them immediately, and they mm-hmm. respect that because no financier wants to get stuck with a half-finished project. They don't no. want to finish it. That's how they get their money back by finishing it. The only issue is that um, getting the next builder.
0: Yes, that's something I thought I, I would like to. Well, before we jump to that. There's something else I want to just unpack a little bit. Is at what point would do you let your say you've got investors or stakeholders? At what point should they become involved? When you've got a plan with the bank, or immediately? How should that be Bob?
1: Oh, we we're pretty open book. Yeah. We told them straight away. Look,
0: but what would you recommend you, for you people? You rarely get into
1: trouble telling the truth. No, oh, geez, if Jesus, you, you know you dodge and weave and put up smoke yeah. screens. That's where you get into trouble. And so the, the one through the non-bank, the 21 townhouses, that was just one we did ourselves with my old business partner, Ben, at the time. But the, the other one, the one through Westpac, which was a five-storey apartment block, that, was, that did have investors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we told the investors straight away. We, we called a meeting, we did a Zoom, said, look, got an issue, we'll, we'll, we'll solve it. The, uh, you know, it looks like the builder's gone out the back door. And same thing, we gave them the plan of what's going on. We said we'll keep you regularly reported, no no need to panic. And, uh, and we proceeded as an on investor, that basis.
0: How, would that, how, how much better is it to, to have uh, be notified, be told what's happening, and just the relief of hearing the truth and know that there's a plan? Mm. And I have to just... Jump in with, we hear too often of people who are not hearing back from people they've borrowed money, for, uh, loaned money to, and things potentially aren't going well, and there's no communication. They try calling, yeah. and, the, and the other person has their head in the sand. So that's a really great point. And I know we've mentioned it mm. in another podcast, but it's really important that you keep your investors in yeah. the loop.
1: When you hear that the profit would be hammered a bit because of what had to go on, you know, you've got yep. to change builders, the next build is going to be more expensive, you've got a period of interest when you're just doing nothing. And so what we did, we, we were in for a, quite a substantial project management fee at that point. We were only thir- about 30% through the construction. So what we also said to them is, look, we're going to complete the project for free. Uh, the extra Aww. 70% of project management Go, fees were waived, and, and, like, it, it was a lot more work because of this than it yeah. would have been if, if the builder hadn't gone right. But we, we basically absorbed all that. Nice. Uh, to make sure the investors got got through okay, and they got through okay, uh, the profit they made was negligible, but they got all their capital back. Mm. So our, our main position was to, to preserve the investors' capital, uh, even if we made nothing out of it ourselves. You know, and and so that's the way we went with that, and they respected that.
0: Well, and, wouldn't anybody listen? To? And
1: when we finished, uh, a number of those investors—that's why we
0: pay you the big bucks, Paul. No, <laughs> a number of those
1: investors at the end said, uh, we, "We're definitely going to reinvest with you on other projects." We realised that, you know, one in. Every so often a builder goes broken, you can't control that, but mm. the way you handled it, uh, we're, we're happy to reinvest any time with you. you know?
0: So just you went on to building and finding another building, there, and I know that this can be quite difficult for numerous reasons. So replacing your builder, let's mm. talk about why it's a problem. Or, you know, what, why other are builders aren't necessarily keen to jump in on that. And I do know why, but we'll let you, let you discuss. Oh, you're,
1: you're welcome to take over. Oh, well. But, um, yeah, so once you're rid of the first builder, you've got your financier on track, any investors are aware, you need to get another builder. Now, the issue with getting another builder, there's a few here is even if the cost of construction hadn't gone up at all since you signed the first contract, the second builder, think of it this way, you may have chosen the cheapest builder up front. There's nothing right or wrong with that. It's not always the best thing to do, but it can be. If they're a really good builder, they come recommended and they happen to be the cheapest then that's fine. But even the next builder was more. So you've got to expect that it's quite possible that the next builder will the automatically be higher yeah. bill cost. But the other thing is that, by law, they have to take over the works of the previous builder. Guarantee you. They, they can't just start at 30% into a project and just pick it up from there in terms of their, their insurances and, and what 60%. their warranties are. They've got to wind it right back. So they have to pay full insurance, uh, but they're taking over... Let's say in the case I talked about, 30% is already complete. And so they need to have a look at the quality of that work because what can happen is when a builder is going Mm. broke, they know they're slowly going broke. They'll cut Cut corners. corners. Mm. And and so that other builder has to find where the corners have been cut and that stuff might need rectification. Mm. And so first of all, they they'll add a component like into the price, like footings that don't exist. Not <laughs> even that. Well, <laughs> yep. yeah, yep. Uh, even things like that. So they have to add extra onto their contract price mm. to cover that and some unforeseen that could arise. Plus, they're not gonna, they're unlikely going to be as cheap as the previous builder anyway. So it's going to be a higher price. Could there be
0: a clause in there, Bob? As as in unforeseen, like if they come across things that that the oh, open yeah. discussion about how you move forward through those, could that be something yeah, that, that That'll
1: be in their contract Yes,
0: uh, Oh, as well, yeah Yeah,
1: because they've got to cover themselves for that Butt cover Yep, and, and fair enough, yeah. I would too if I was you the builder It
0: reminds me of, you know if you had a, a, my sister actually once and her family decided to get a dog and they <laughs> got it, a puppy and they never trained it uh. and then they decided it was too hard having a dog so they just took it back to the dog place or the pound or whatever and somebody else had to get it an untrained dog yeah so it's kind of the same thing you're getting something that comes with no warranty and could have all sorts of issues yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. like
1: trying to train an untrained dog rather than start from scratch a bit like that
0: yeah that's my analogy that's a good analogy I love
1: your analogies (laughs) you come up with I was wondering where this dog thing's going but I worked worked it out eventually uh, you know, people, so, like, so, yeah, these people people listening
0: now were, were, were way to mm-hmm. that ages
1: ago. So you can see there, it's going to be a higher price in any event, and they've got to cover all these things. And then the whole builder's insurance, you'd already paid for it with the first builder. Now you've got to pay for it with the second builder, because he has to take out all his insurances. And you don't get a, you know, like and you, part of the previous building contract was the insurances with the first builder. So there's like double insurance. You don't get refunded that back. No, or? no, you get nothing back. No. <sighs> and 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 That's so you got look. these extra costs, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, if you like, what could be even worse than that is if the construction prices have gone up in the meantime. Mm. So that's what happened with the five-storey building with Westpac is that the cost of building had gone up quite a bit since we first, if you like, quoted, got the contract price between then and the builder going out the back door. So that added to the price. Also, the fact that the builder has to add in extras for the work done to date because he's got to cover that. And look, some builders just will not do that sort of job. I approached on that particular project. I I approached Mm. twelve builders. Oh,
0: so some builders just don't want to take on somebody else's work. No, no, and too hard. Yeah, too hard. Just a bad puppy. It's going to wee on the carpet. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And the ones that do are going to load it up. There's another puppy thing. (laughs) So, out of the twelve that I approached, only three quoted. Wow. And so I chose from those three. And uh, it was a big, substantial builder. I got mm. to say, a very big builder uh, that I picked on the next one. Uh, but and they they weren't going to go broke because they're highly capitalised. Oh. So
0: do you know what? Yeah, it brings me to if we go back to earlier, and you said there were those red flags, and I was inf- affected. Mm. I was going to say I was going to say infected, but I was <laughs> affected by that. And my builder actually came to me and said due to the crazy build build increases, I'm just not going to be able to wear the difference. Mm. And would you, you know, can I renegotiate the price? And it wasn't a huge amount, but I ended up paying, just paying more. I just said yes, because... To me, that was a win-win situation. Mm. He communicated with me.
1: He wore some of the pain, too. Yep,
0: he wore some of the pain, and I just thought, yeah. I mean, he's a, I trust him so much. He's such a lovely guy. Um, and when he asked, I said, Bob, I actually turned around and said, Bob, would you do that? And he said, yeah. And I was like, okay, then, yeah.
1: <laughs> well... I've seen people really
0: dig their heels in, dig their
1: heels in, and screw the builder to the point the builder's gone. But then oh, it, everything goes. Yeah. Not only does the builder then you've go, got to deal with if ev- all yeah, the yeah, stuff Yeah, and it that ends up costing about. them way more. Yeah. In both time and interest, yeah. and and someone's got to finish the job then because mm. you that that you know it's worse.
0: He was telling us the other day that what was it Jibrock gone up thirty percent?
1: Cost of raw Gibrock, yeah.
0: Thirty yeah. percent
1: they're still getting smashed over there uh, in WA. It's WA, so. yes. Yeah. But anyway, they that, that kept the job on.
0: Yeah, so that, you know, little things like that, it pays to just, I don't know, don't, those hard rules don't work. And like you said, if you do something that you can fix something earlier, mm. then that just alleviates all the other pain of having to review the contract, get a lawyer, organise, you know, make a new plan. All that stuff does not mm. have to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah at, at least you didn't have the added com- complication of a financier because that project's been financed purely off cash. Mm. Uh, so
0: you make me sound rich. <laughs> wow.
1: <well, laughs> <aren't you? laughs> what do you What do you think? I chased you so hard.
0: <laughs> oh, hang, hang on. This is live on a podcast. Oh, more. sorry. You can cut that It's out. a true story. Cut that out if you like. No, they can leave it in.
1: So. Yeah, but yeah, that's a different example there, that yeah. where you've worked with the builder and mm. obviously gone through. So, yeah, and getting that other builder in in place. So you think you know, now your cost to complete's gone up. Yeah, the, this builder's going to be more expensive, and what that does it chews your profit margin. Mm. So you've always had this profit in there. Let's say it was twenty percent of costs, whatever it is, like on a on nine hundred thousand dollar townhouses. Uh, that that profit is one hundred and fifty thousand a townhouse, typically on a twenty percent margin. So if it was a four pack, you've got six hundred thousand profit in there. so these these extra expenses, the the now higher negotiated built contract, the fact that you might spin tires for four months before the, the new builder can get installed. you've got some legal Ooh. expenses, yep. you've got some holding costs, you've got all these things. That's going to chew into that six hundred thousand. Yep. And look, if you come out with three hundred, and and it cost you three hundred, happy well, days. You still made three hundred. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no one went broke. Had to any, work harder for it. No one went broke making money. That's no. your favourite saying. Yeah.
1: Or or whatever it comes out at. You yeah. Know, like it, that'll depend on on not only those things, because has bill costs gone up in the meantime or not? Yeah. I and mean, we may be lucky. Maybe bill costs have come, come down during that time, and you might get out of it for evens. Oh. Bill, bill costs do go down sometimes. Mm. Don't always go up.
0: Just on another note, Bob, and that we haven't flipped to the other side of what to do when your builder goes broke. What about the emotional toll, the stress on your body, the stress on you? You're dealing with the impact of that stress is huge, wouldn't it? I can imagine. Oh, well, it
1: depends. Yeah, it depends how you deal with stress. Yeah. Mm. I mean, for no, some people it be. might be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's stress there. So I'm not saying there's not stress there. Mm. But 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 a lot of it comes from having a plan. Yeah. Like if you have a plan, then you can see your way out. Mm. I mean, the first time you hear, oh, the bill has gone broke, oh, God, you know, like, you know, your heart jumps to like 200 RPM and, you know, jeez, <laughs> you, know, you know. But when you actually sit down and think, okay. You've
0: simplified it. I think what you've said has been great. One, read your contract. Two, go to your lawyer. Three, create a plan. Secure the site. Get security. Uh, go Not to your financier. Yeah, yeah.
1: Organise the cost to complete through a QS.
0: Yeah, uh, Find your new builder. That's, and that's
1: your plan. So yeah. you have got to work your way through that. Okay, so it's a step by step. Uh, but but it's like everything. When it first happens, you just see this big black cloud, and it's like it's consuming. But you think, well, wait a minute. I'm hardly the first person to ever have a builder go broke. Hmm. How did the others get through? You know, and and then that's where the plan comes. So so as you see, okay, I've got a plan. I can see how that come out. I know it's going to punch a hole in my profit. Uh, but but you know that's okay because I also know that. Some projects where I do my feasibility when I buy the site and the market goes up, I actually make more. So mm. so that's okay. This is one of those times where I'm going to make less.
0: Swings and roundabouts.
1: So, and and just knowing there's a plan and then getting your financier on side. So now you think, oh, okay, I've got a plan. I can see how I can work through this. It's probably going to be three or four months of, of you know, hard work. Out, but my financier is on site, on side. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm going to do it. And then that that helps the stress level. You have still got the work. You have got to work your way through it. There's going to be you know frustrations and wheel spinning. Mm. You know you might have to talk to a number of builders to get one, uh, and you know to get some to quote, and then of those to choose the right builder. And but look, it's like anything. Uh, when it, when something first happens, you're, oh jeez,
0: knee but, jerk.
1: Yeah, but then you've got to logically go through it. The steps. Once everybody's on side. Once you're you know, if you've got investors, they're aware what's going on. And you're just going to keep reporting to them you've got a plan like that's how they deal with that but it doesn't matter because that's you know there's all documentation that deals with that same thing with the builder the contract you know you just work your way through it hmm. uh, and yeah there's an element of stress there but it's like everything if you can see how you're going to get to the light at the other end and then, then you just do it and you just target it, focus on it and do do all the steps you got to do to get there
0: well bob i think that you've Given some great tips today, I, I said great tip two or three times, so um, I found that very interesting. Even though I kind of knew it, hearing you talk about it in a step by step process was really useful, so I'm sure people listening will find that useful, and just good to know some of that good information to know. So,
1: I'll tell, can I just tell you something? it's, yeah. sort of, it's funny now because it's it's over, but about eight years ago, yeah, you know, my good mate Ben Smith, mm. he, he was a business partner for a period of time. He had he, he built a house for himself. And he had two builders go broke on a house. Oh. He went, first builder went broke. The second builder took it over and went broke, and the third builder finished it, and that was just a house.
0: Oh, my gosh. Anyway. The importance of... Uh...
1: We're talking about builders going broke, but... But if you think of the number of builders who keep building and don't go broke, it's, it's a very small percentage. Mm. So it's not something that you should be fearful of. It's like the of.
0: number of elevators in Australia. He'd yeah. had four calls this morning about elevators yeah. that are broken down. There are a lot yeah, of elevators. There's
1: 120,000 Otis elevators. I made that up, <laughs> yes. but you know
0: what I mean? I'm sure there's more than that. And it's probably not just all Otis yeah. ones either. It,
1: it, like, you know, a lot of people die from car accidents, but it shouldn't stop me from driving a car.
0: No. Anyway, thanks Bob. Great info. I really enjoyed uh, episode 95 and look forward to uh, Nikki, your box in the post, but we will see everybody. Hey, yes, next Saturday. 22nd of april 22nd of april is our free masterclass goes from nine to a one we would love for you to attend
1: it's launched it, many a developer
0: it has launched some very i think we could go connie polella oh, who else is oh, the Kipus, oh, Adelaide, these are too many to mention. currently developing now and doing and, and making money so if you want making to get good it, money if you want to get in on that attend our masterclass there'll be a link below and we will see you there you'll have to be quick because but this will come out thursday and it'll be on saturday nine to one wherever you are yep other than that we will catch you next week for episode 96 catch you next time bye bye